let's jump into our shir and sichas ran. Tonight's shir is actually more shir on Beremayim Chaim than sichas ran, because we have a very, very long piece from the Beremayim Chaim to learn together. All b'siyat reshmaya, and let us jump right into it. So I'm going to share the screen, and we will begin. Okay. Zogdei Lagerebbe says the Heilige Tzadik Rabbi Nachman Tzchusiyaganalenu. We are holding by Sichas Aran Lamed Ches. Hashem, we really covered ground, so we're doing great, <clears throat> and we've learned a lot. There's a lot still to learn, but Baruch Hashem, slowly but surely, every word it's worth already coming down to the world. 120 years, just to learn one word, one drop of MS, like we spoke about. So the pasuk says in Tehillim Shatu B'Shemayim PM which means that they shoot off their mouth, like in a negative way, against Shemayim, against Hashem. They speak against Shemayim, Shatu B'Shemayim PM. But L'Shoinam Talach Ba'aretz, and their L'Shoinam, their language, their speech, Talach Ba'aretz, spreads throughout the whole entire earth. Speaking about those that are not living lives of Kvod Shemayim, those that are not positioned or oriented towards spirituality, towards serving a Kodesh Baruch Hu, and they speak out against these kind of things, and their language and their conversations are against, are positioned opposite Shemayim, and it spreads throughout the earth. So says Rabbi Nachman, what does this mean? Like we spoke about in the previous piece, and in the previous pieces, this is like a whole segment of Sikhas Ram that's speaking about Emunah, piece after piece after piece. So we learned about this element of how Rabbi Nachman said at his time that there's an incredible apikarsis, there's an incredible heresy, or a spirit of the opposite of Emunah. And just a focus or obsession on this physical world, a lack of being able to perceive HaKadosh Baruch Hu's presence, a lack of being able to dream about an idealized future of a more elevated global society. Rabbi Nachman said that that was going to start to spread in the world. And already at his time, Uman was a center of, Has- of the Haskalah. One of the centers of the Haskalah movement was in Uman, where Rabbi Nachman went and he used to play chess with those chevra, and he used to schmooze with them and speak with them and try to be mekar of them. So Rabbi Nachman said that already during his time, Hutshru Haritsua, because of the spread of this heretical kind of, kind of lifestyle, Nebuch, Hutshru Haritsua, so it became just permissible, the Dabr Sarah Kolat Sadikim, to mock and to ridicule all of the tzaddikim. There are certain books that are even written from that time, mocking what they perceive to be superstition among the, uh, among the Hasidic masters and among the tzaddikim, specifically among the Hasidim, who are more mystically oriented as opposed to their more rationalists, like we speak about so often, their more sophisticated, kind of adult, grown-up kind of worldview. And they didn't believe in, you know, in, in dragons, right? And all the metaphoric dragons that they felt that the Hasidim believed in. But of course, they missed the true sod. Right? Of course, they missed the true secret beyond all of what they saw with their own, with their own eyes. Of course, they missed the sod of simplicity, like we've been speaking about. Rabbi Nachman f- says so often, is the greatest chachma, is the pinnacle of wisdom. After a person knows all of the sophisticated calculations and a person, the highest, highest form of chachma is, is pshitas. It's tmimus of pshitas. But they would speak against the tzaddikim. They would mock and they would ridicule the, the Yuri Hashem. They would denigrate those whose lives were committed and devoted to serving a Kaddish Baruch. 
And he says, ultimately, it's like just speaking against the whole world. As if they had no regard at all for any other modes of living, any other perspectives, any other kinds of experience within this world. They just felt, and of course it's a gaiva, of course it's a, it's a as we're going to see, it's a gaiva to speak in such a way where a person just doesn't at all, doesn't at all have any regard for anybody else and can sit in what's called the ivory tower and simply just speak against the whole world of MS. Says Rabbi Nachman, make no mistake about this, and this is very, very important. It might look to you and me that they're speaking about Gedolim. And it might look to you and me like they're speaking against Sadiqim. But the truth is, is that their problem is not with the Sadiqim. Their problem is with HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself. Okay, obviously after Rabbi Nachman's time, you know, even that busha stopped and they were no longer embarrassed to speak about HaKadosh Baruch Hu and they took their complaints straight to the top, so to speak. But at least at that time period, or at least by some chevra, and this might even be prevalent today, it's a busha ladaber b'fiyem al Hashem Yisbarach. Can't speak against Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Hakein heim ha'pchim epikarsa shalom ladaber ala arts, ala oilam rather. So instead, because they have to challenge something and they have to doubt something and they have to express their cynicism or, you know, this this element of of, of sarcasm and. Leitzanus against against something, and they can't do it against Hakadosh Baruch Hu, So instead, they make fun of tzaddikim. But their problem is not really with the tzaddikim. Their problem is really with Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Vizel, when the pasuk says, and that's what the pasuk means, shatu b'shemayim piem, sheba emes mashabedaber mefiem hu be emes shemayim. That the truth is that the focus of their epikarsus, whatever this is, the focus of their trouble and struggle and doubt and and, and confusion, oftentimes the cause of you know, some, some very severe challenges that people go through that causes them to lack emuna. But make no mistake about it. And the only way, like the Ishbitzer says, and, you know, Teva is made, and our experience is, uh, is, it testifies to this, that the only way to resolve an issue is to first uncover the fact that there's an issue in the first place. If a person doesn't know that there's a problem, there's no way to fix it. There's no way to fix it. And sometimes it's painful to focus on what the actual problem is. But then, right, in, in colloquial society, it's called rock bottom. When a person hits the rock bottom, okay, then you come face to face with the reality of an AA terminology, my life has become unmanageable or whatever it is, but we can no longer live this way. The only way that we came to that asaga to then know that I got to correct things is first to experience a terrible, a terrible rock bottom. And this is the nakud of shatu v'shamay impiyah. First, to be aware of what the problem is, that the issue is not tzaddikim. You don't really have a problem with chasidim. You don't really have a problem with the rebbes. You don't, you don't really have a problem with litvish gedolim, whatever it is. Really, your problem is with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Shatava shamayim piyam. Really, you're speaking against, against heaven. Because in truth, their primary complaint against or problem with is HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Like we said, ach, but the end of the pasuk says, l'shaynim talach ba'aretz. Shemach m'shaboitzim l'dabo b'fiim l'dabo b'fiim negdi yisbarach. Again, l'shaynim talach ba'aretz because they're embarrassed to come out as a, as what society sees as being kfira gumwer that you know people can't handle such a thing. So instead, they sort of find an outlet that's more permissible to speak against sadiqim. But the truth is, again, the root of the issue is not is not is not sadiq. That's not their problem. The root of the issue is is a lack of 
That's what David Amalek says, that really Really, they're speaking against HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but instead of verbalizing it that way, instead they choose to speak against Tzadikim, or the concept of Tzadikim, and in that way they can sort of attack something that society is more amenable to, or at least some segments of, of, of religious society is amenable to, without actually coming out to express their grievance against religion as a whole. Instead, they speak about other people. Don't be fooled. The truth is that the root of the issue is that, there, is that they have a problem with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. You know, so many times we find that people, oftentimes, that people are complaining about certain experiences that they've had in yeshiva or certain rabbeim, this rabbi did this to me and this did that to me. And these things can be true. These things can be true. I can write a whole book of myself of the experiences that I had, sometimes negative experiences, many times positive experiences, but sometimes very negative experiences. And I think that all of us encounter people along the way that purport to represent religious Judaism or Abedis Hashem or Yerush And it's just, it's just not. It's just not in the right way. It's not in the right zone. It's, it's, it's either an unhealth religiously, it's an unhealth emotionally, whatever it is. And there becomes this possibility of a person saying, you know something, I'm throwing the whole thing out because of my experience with this particular individual. And that our whole focus becomes on this one Rebbe or this one you know, experience that we were subjected to essentially horrible as it may be. Nobody's chas v'shalom minimizing that, you know, of whatever that is for each of us. But ultimately, ultimately, Rabbi Nachman is saying your problem is not really with that person. Your problem is with the Kodesh Baruch Hu. And that's also fine. <laughs> it's not fine. But, but that's also, okay, but at least we're honest about it. But let's be honest about it. Let's be honest about it. And when we can identify what the root of our issue is, then we're able to say, okay, well, what is my problem with God? What is my problem with religion as a whole? Because I'm not really speaking about people. I'm never really speaking about people. And my anger is never about what somebody did to me. It's, it's really an existential anger. And our emotions are far more wide-reaching than we think. And we get confused. And so we think that we're really angry because someone spilled coffee on my shirt. That's not true. I'm not really angry at that person because that person made a mistake. But God doesn't make mistakes. And so my anger or frustration is really about God. But instead, I unleash it on this poor, hapless person who happened to be walking. Okay, that, that's a not such a good example. Even someone who did something with Kavana. The Kavana. But our anger ultimately is, on, is against HaKadosh Baruch Hu, deeply, deeply down inside. And so once we are ready to admit that, and once we are ready to really understand that after all the excuses, valid as they may be. But at the end of the day, we're only here for a certain period of time. And at a certain point, oftentimes much later in life, but sometimes a little bit later in life, a person starts to think to himself like, why am I allowing this experience to control me? Why am I allowing this experience of this person to continue to abuse me, essentially, remotely, just by virtue of my not allowing myself to live life fully because of what was done to me in the past. And a person at that point wakes up and says, you know something, I might have all the excuses in the world, but this life is my life to live. This life is my life to live. 
and that the people who purport to represent Yiddishkeit, not necessarily do they represent it. Yiddishkeit is far bigger than its representatives, even its best representatives. And that nothing anybody can do or say can take away from the idealized understanding of Derachel Darchei Noam, however much we may fail. And we're striving, and I believe people are striving. But however much we may fail to really learn how to incorporate that into our humanity and, and tame the beast within and be ma'aleb, cholavavcha, both the Yitzhahara and the Yitzhahtoyev, to lift them all up, however much we may fail, but that doesn't take away from the fact that Yiddishkeit is Derachel Darchei Noam. It's sweet. And the Baruch Hu is sweet. And Baruch Hu is Toiv Hashem Lakol. And so sometimes it really requires or necessitates sort of a reframing of, well, what is HaKadosh Baruch Hu? And how can I then allow my further or deeper appreciation for an experience of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Tamu Uru'u Ki Hashem, how can I allow that experience? And I bless us all with getting to know people or getting to know Svarim or getting to know Tzadikim that are able to introduce us to the God we, we never knew. We never knew, even though we were serving Him for our whole life. We never knew this God. We were serving something else. Like Rabbi Nachman also told that, or, or, or one of those Apikarsim that he was playing chess with, he said, the God you don't believe in, I don't either believe in. I don't either believe in that God. Rabbi Noach Weinberg used to say something similar, but Nachman presumably said it first, I don't, I don't either believe in that God. And so when a person gets to the root of the issue and realizes it's not what I think, my problem is not with that Rebbe. My problem is not with that uh, you know, seminary teacher. My problem is not with certain members of the firm community. My problem is with, is with God. That's, that's essentially my problem deep down inside. Because if I really understood and, under, and, and, and appreciated and came into that understanding, awareness of relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu on that level, nothing anybody does can do anything to take away or detract from that from that understanding of that relationship. And we go through ebbs and flows. There are certain days that it's easier to tap into this awareness, certain days that it's more difficult, but at least let's be honest. Like Rav Cook says, Rav Cook says, every sin makes you hate somebody a little bit more. And every mitzvah makes you a little bit, a little bit easier to, to live with. And so that means to say that a person has to be honest with themselves. Why am I angry at this, my roommate? It's not really because I'm angry because of something he or she did. I'm angry because of my own underlying issues that are filling my heart with anger so that it's only a matter of who's going to tap that you know, and, and make a little hole so that it all comes pouring out. But it, it has nothing to do with, with that because if we were in a pure state of mind, that wouldn't bother us. That wouldn't bother us and we'd be able to overlook that. So that's another muscle of really, and this is so important, to appreciate what's the root of our problems, to be honest about it, and then we can sort of Hope, hope to try to work on some of these things. So this is Rabbi Nachman's Chiddush, very, very powerful. Archa Sadikim, Neelagar Sadikim says in Shara Sina, something very similar. The Yesina Ra'amimena, and the worst kind of hatred, he says, Kigoyin Bene Adam, Hasoyinim, Oisei, Toiva, Veroitvitzedek. People that hate Yidin. People that hate Oivde Hashem. Can't stand them. By the way, one of our greatest. One of our greatest, Rabbi Akiva, said that he was in such a position and such an amaratzos and such a distance from Yiddishkeit and from Avodah Hashem, he said, he used to say, show me a Talmud Chacham and I'll bite him like a donkey. Like that was the level. Unbelievable. They hate people that are doing righteous. The Pasuk in Tilim says, Right? That David Amalek feels 
that tachas rotfi toiv outside of my, or instead of hakara recognition for all that I do good, yistenuni, they hated me. Says the Archa Sadiqam again, make no mistake about it. You don't hate Ayyad Hashem. You don't hate the guy who's davening really, really well and having a long Shemana Esri, assuming that it's for real. You don't hate him. And, and it's not making you uncomfortable because you saw a person who's, who's really from. It's not, that's not what's doing it. It means that there's something still inside which, okay, you're not an evil person. We, at le- again, the main thing is honesty. We are as we are, we're human beings. But it means, it means that a little bit, a little bit, you're not totally on board with Yiddishkeit yet. That's what it means. And it means that your problem was with Kaddish Baruch. Your problem is not with that guy. Let's be honest. And we need to work on Amunah. And we need to work on understanding what it is Hashem. What does He want from me? Why did He create the world? How am I? What can my busser, what can my physical orientation and my emotional states, what can that teach me about a Kaddish Baruch? We have to get to know, we have to get to know God. Every course they teach in yeshiva, they don't teach you how to get to know God. They don't say a word about God. At least not to me. Not a meaningful word, clear word. And it takes a little bit extracurricular for the chavr that are zocha. And then you, like peripherally through a, sock, a back door, you sort of start to get to know the God that you're supposed to be serving for your whole life and that everything that you're learning about is supposed to relate to Him, but you never, you don't know what this thing is, Bechla. It's a problem. It's also a solution. Baruch Hashem. Came soyinim Why is it? Why is it that they hate God? Because you hate those that that love God and that God loves. And so that means to say, if these are Hashem's representatives in the world, if these are the people that are shining, that are radiating with the light of Hakadosh Baruch Hu, and you feel an aversion toward that, not you, but if I feel an aversion toward that, soyinim atarva mitzvahs. Means that I, it means that I hate Torah and mitzvahs. It means that I hate HaKadosh Baruch because you become nauseated and we become nauseous when we see people that are, that our mom is just trying to do it right. So what does it bother us? That guy did something to me? That I'm on a Cholomite trip and I see that this, whatever it is, and I see these, this family is a little bit more from and a little bit, and I'm nauseated by that? I may not have to model my life after that person. Every person has their own derech and you know, each, each and every person has to understand, okay, you know, what to do, when to do, how much to add on, what the norms are of his community, etc., etc. But to hate, it means that I don't really hate that. It means that I hate the Yiddishkeit that that person represents. It's very powerful, it's very sharp. It takes reflection. So here we come to a very long piece from the Be'er Ma'am Chaim. This is not even the full piece. It goes on for pages and pages and pages. And, and Be'etzim, what's relevant is the end of this piece, but I, I just... Uh, I kept on seeing what I can cut out. I'm like, I can't cut that out. I can't cut that out. So we have to learn the whole thing. But, but let, let's try to get through it. We have 40 minutes now. Let's try to get through this Be'er Ma'am Chaim and Parshas Bahar, which I think is unbelievably fundamental. Mamish, this is a piece that's really you need to walk with and I need to walk with. And I hope that we can walk with this piece. And it's such a privilege that you're here learning with me. Siyat Rishmai, what is chus for me? Says the Elige Be'er Ma'am Chaim, the Chernav who was a marich? He was a marich. All of his farm are very long, very big drajas. So he says like this: Yisrael Am Yisrael, Am Yisrael are called those that believe, that are descendants of those who believe. And we learned this in previous pieces, all the pieces on Emuna. I think this might be the last piece in that whole thing of Emuna, and then we're going to move on to something else afterwards. But we've been learning a lot about Emuna the past couple of past couple of weeks. 
Is it possible, like the Pasuk says, that a person should start to analyze HaKadosh Baruch Hu? There's no analyzation of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's incredibly infinite knowledge and wisdom and understanding. They understand that even these things that have no observable reason to them, Basar b'chalav. What's the reason? Basar b'chalav. It's a. These are chukim. Klayim. For what? All of these different elements of our Yiddishkeit. Oisam oisam ba'ava v'yira usmechim l'krasam lasus v'tzayin kaina. We're maminim and maminim. We jump with the same excitement as we would keep Shabbos, which we could all understand, and as much as we could understand what, what the importance of Shabbos on whatever level, even from the simplest level to the deepest level in the world. But with the same vigor and with the same vitality, we're ready to go ahead and, 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 and you know, mamish make sure that, we're, that, our, that our house is, is totally kosher in every way. And we would never think of, it's not even a shash because, oh, but this doesn't make sense. So, like, why, why should I? Not a, not a question. We don't need answers. Niskano Eliloisa. Right? That a Kaddish Baruch Hu has no folly in him. That a Kaddish Baruch Hu is a Keldeus Hashem, like the Pasik says. Not even the loftiest, most spiritual creatures, creations in the world that exist as independent identities. Malachim, Srafim, Oifanim. There's none of those that have any conception of the edge of the edge of the edge of a Kaddish Baruch Hu's wisdom. She'ein la'ketz v'tachas, which is infinite, which no other being shares that conception or grasp of infinity. And now talk about a physical person who's a Pella. The fact that we exist is a Pella. Move your hand. is a, is a, is a wonder that this works. It's physical. It's nothing. Table can't do that. It's a Pella. Ma'afli la'asas, like the Torah says. So a person cards me chaimer shein like shum mavoi klala haven das v'tamei atayra af bekutzes shliyud mamish. We couldn't begin to understand one drop of ink in the Torah. Forget about the mitzvahs bechlal. Certainly forget about the prate mitzvahs. Like the Aras Dvash says, it's not even. It's not even. There's no hope. Ogvar Amr Chazal biYushami al pasuk no magli sel loiseda. That a Kaddish Baruch Hu didn't say anything in the Torah about Matan Schar and Shal Mitzvahs. He didn't tell us which one we get a lot of Schar for, which one we get less Schar for. Because the Kaddish Baruch Hu wanted that we should fulfill the Torah just by Amuna. Even though there are certain things that Chazal did reveal the understanding or the explanation of these mitzvahs, they are not even one and thousands upon thousands. They don't even begin. Whatever reason Chazal gave, it's nice, it's sweet, and he's going to say why Chazal are giving some, some reasons. And even that Rizal, which we'll get into in a minute, that's not it. That's, that's not it. It might be a nice reason that they gave, but that's not the truth. 
Because the truth is, is that Kaddish Baruch was infinity and who are we to begin to, to, to fathom? That we should think, that we should be able to understand what a Kaddish Baruch whose kavana is in the mitzvahs of tefillin. It would belittle the mitzvah if we could understand it with our physical minds. Hidden. Hidden by a Kaddish Baruch Hidden within his treasure house. So why did Chazal reveal? Because the more we understand in the mitzvahs, the more excitement we have. The more excitement we have, which is why one of the most foundational uh, strategies toward enabling ourselves and our children to feel excited about Yiddishkeit is to reveal to them the Tameh HaMitzvahs in as much as we can. And the deeper you go, and the more exalted of ideas we're speaking about, certainly when we leave the sort of rationalistic Rambam sort of you know, understanding, which of course is true on a level, and then we go into the element of, of, of the Arizal's Kabbalah, into the Ramak, into the Rashash, and, and the Zohar Kaddish. So Memela, the Tefillin becomes something else. Because it's not simply that I'm doing it out of a maminim and a maminim, which is beautiful in and of itself, but the more that I could understand, the more meaning there is in every strap, understand why there are seven and what's going on my fingers and, and the, the shaliyat and the shalraish and the shin of three heads and the shin of four heads and black and box and everything, every, every detail. So it makes it much more of a meaningful experience. So that's a, that's a surefire way, as I discuss in chapter 15 of the story of our lives, that's a surefire way to enable ourselves to feel excited about the mitzvahs. So that's why Chazal revealed a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, so that a person will naturally be excited about doing the mitzvahs because of this understanding. And so they can do them. When we understand even a slight amount of the reasons that are in the mitzvahs. And here he says, even the shamas. Because a person could say, okay, we get it. We get it. Like the more rational reasons, like for example, the Ramam says that the reason for Sukkis is because it's the end of the Chag Asif and it's a nice, it's nice weather. It's a, it's a good time for a holiday. It's a good time for a break. We just finished with the, with the Ketzir and you're like, really, Rambam? Like, really, that's the reason for Sukkis? Like, that's the reason for Schach and for Dalek and, and, and Arba Minim? And, and it just doesn't, it doesn't, it, 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 it would belittle it in a way. Now, does that mean that the Ramam's Tami Amitzvahs aren't true? Chas Vashalom, of course they're true. Of course they're true. The Ramam wasn't just saying that to fend off, the, you know, just to give them a little bone. It's true. Oh, but there's a thousand levels beyond that. But here the Baramayim Chaim says, even the thousand miles beyond that shares in the same truncated element that the, that the rationalistic Tamiya Mitzvahs do. Even the Soydes, it's a Chiddush. Even those are not one tiny chalik of an infinite number. To the great sodos, to the great secrets that are hinted at. In the mitzvahs, in the mind, in the endless, infinite, unfathomable, ineffable, inconceivable mind of a Kurdish Baruch. And that's what the Shar Shemaim says in Akdama. And again, why was this little revealed, which is a lot more than what we would have had based on the Pashtas of Chazal? Why do we have Sodos HaTorah? To appreciate every diktuk, to understand that it's not just time to do the halacha, but 
Elias, which is Reb Nassim's response. I think we, we learned that maybe in the context of this. Reb Hill writes about this as well. That, 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 that this is, you know, this, this, these are the, uh, the, the responses of the Mikubalim toward those that feel that the Tamiya Mitzvahs are just on a rational level because the, the, the primary response is, it's very not, oh, no, we learned it in a parsha here about Kairach. So Parshish here, we learned that piece from, from Amnasin. But he says, it's very nice you can explain the Claudius of the mitzvah, but rationalistic explanations won't take care of the details of the mitzvah. They won't take care of the pratim. Why do I need to see the stars? Why do I need to... All, all of the prati pratim of the details of the, of the mitzvah, the shiurim and things like that, can't explain. Because if it's more general, so then I'll just do the mitzvah any way I want, and it's still going to be Mekayim, the rationalistic understanding. But the more Kabbalistic you go, then you understand how every detail is bidiyuk and sodos in every detail. And, th- and that is something that rationalistic explanations cannot, cannot encompass, such detail. Because you're not going to find a reason for every single tiny halacha. But Kabbalah does. Because all halacha is, is the physicality of Kabbalah. Meaning all the guf is, the reason that the physical body is in the form that it's in is because this is the conceptual form that the neshama is in. And since the neshama has the midas of chesed and gvura, that becomes a right hand and a left hand. And since the neshama is a seeing being, that becomes eyes. And since the neshama is a hearing being, that becomes ears, right? But it's only lavush for the neshama. And this is how halacha is in, comp- in comparison to Kabbalah. Not that they're two separate things from one another, they're inseparable. But the guf is modeled after the neshama. And so these two things need to go together, which is exactly why there are dikdukim. It's not that there are dikduke halacha, and then we can find Kabbalistic understandings for, for the dikdukim. There are Kabbalistic understandings. That's why I always say halacha is agadik at the source, right? And so you can't, you can't divorce one from the other. And the Zohar Kodesh's marech, woe to those that only look at the Torah with physical eyes, only see the garment, but don't see the neshama and the neshmas of the Arisa. It's because there are Kabbalistic details and kavanas that then manifest in, in the halacha, right? And these two things are bound together, kaguf and neshama, like an eish and a gacheles. So he says all of these reasons that were given was similarly, right? It's the details that a person should be very, very careful. How am I doing the mitzvah? Even more ava, even more yura when I understand how every single tiny holy thing is affecting all the worlds and what shefa is being brought down and understand what we're triggering and what we're causing and how we're transforming the world. It takes it into a whole, what we're doing for God in the context of our relationship with Him instead of what God's doing for us, which is an early distinction we made when we learned between the between the more philosophical approach and the more kabbalistic approach, it becomes something else, and it, and, it, and it gives our hearts wings to fly. They train Godfin, Yira, and Ava, the two wings on the right hand and the left hand that are lifting us up into a whole different experience of, of Yiddishkeit. Because when a person learns, like we were describing, when a person learns about what tefillah is and what tyra is and what the mitzvahs are, and all the spiritual worlds above, and the amount of incredible joy and the pleasure that we're giving to our when we are the Torah like I described outside where all of the worlds are being filled with joy and rejoicing and a person understands that there's so much blessing that's being triggered and channeled to flow throughout the system of creation because of the mitzvahs that we're doing. So it fills us with incredible simcha lehepech. 
And the opposite is also true. Kasher chas v'shalom akalkol drachav. The more a person learns sod and pnim is, you come to an understanding of, of what exactly it is that we do when we do a chet chas v'shalom. What, what is it? What is it? What are we blemishing? What are we, what are we ruining? It's not just our own little lives and you know, so we, mix, we missed a box on the checklist. The whole world is on our shoulders. The whole world. And so it makes it a lot more serious when we understand exactly what body parts are and what they're, what they're, what, what they're supposed to be for and why they function the way they do, etc. It becomes a little bit more difficult. And you think twice before using, for example, the bris, the meat of yisod, for something that's you know, egotistical and self-gratification in place of understanding what this thing is, what, what it is, what, what the meat of Yisod is, what Shefa is, what life force is, what we're triggering when we use our bris properly and shmir bris, etc. Just one muscle, but all of the different, what the mouth is to, to speaking Lashon Hara versus speaking Divere Kedusha, what Dibur is, what the teeth are, what the tongue is, what the palate is, what the Hei Chaluki Apeh are, etc., etc., etc. The more a person grows in the Hasagas of these things, Olehepech, He's able to understand that one little sin, one little deviation, it can cause the loss of a tremendous amount of goodness. That people that don't learn panemius, they don't even know what they're doing. They don't even know. Again, in relation to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, how much pain this is causing. Like the Pasuk says, that in some way we can weaken the Tzur, we can weaken HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so to speak. Because Hashem Tzilcha, Hashem set up the system that He is in accordance with what we are. And the sadness of the whole world that's now lacking their light and their and their chef of apgam. And what this means to blemish God's name. What it was what's God's name? What, what, are, what is our achiza in God's name? What does it mean to blemish that we have to learn all these things? But the more a person understands this incredibly more or or this 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 incredibly broad understanding of what the Torah is, what the mitzvahs are, who Hashem is, what is the why of our religious experience. So we feel this. It's more than my own little action in the privacy of my home. It's much more than that. That means that the action that I'm taking, once a person understands this, we're mamish affecting the name of Hashem and all the other names. And a person's heart will therefore be filled with, with awe and with fear. Lemaris enik foyde baruchu to rebel against the Kodesh Baruch. Avil, however, all this being true and being important, I would say super important for our generation, like utmost, utmost importance. If we could get this right, and if we can start, I'm preaching to the choir here, I know I said this every year, if we can educate our kids properly, it would change everything. 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 Because the whole way that we operate begins in the mind. The whole way that we operate. And if we were able to somehow educate in such a way that would transform the consciousness of our students, our children, everything that they do in life will be different because it will be filtered through a mind that's, that's elevated. That's mamish elevated. Not just a mind that knows how to learn a Gemara. Not just a mind that knows how to work through a sugya. Not just a mind that memorizes Mishnayis. All of which are Dvarim Shavikadusha Ad Ma'od but a mind that understands why I'm memorizing Mishnayis. A mind that understands why it's important to learn Gemara, what Gemara is. A mind that understands who is the God that we're 
charged with spending our entire lives serving. It would change everything. It would change our whole, it would change our whole community. Aval, however, kol chacham leiv may even be a day ashe ainset tipa miyama gadol betameim kamanesem. Even with shmonisharim, the whole arizal, pardusimonim, all the different svarim from the mikubalim, tipa minayam miyama gadol. It's one drop in the great sea of the truth, of the true reason and the kavanah, which is way beyond us. The eid aneman Rabbi Akiva. And Rabbi Kiva himself, Shadar Shakol, Koitz Vikoitz, Tilig, Tilig, Shalalachas. That the Gemara tells us that Rabbi Kiva, every single tiny Koitz, he was just pulling out like streams of halacha, streams of insight. Yalkain, Ikra Siyas, Kalmitzvoisei, Hem Vishmiris, Hatayra, it's endless, it never stops. Look, Al Tichler, Isi Kates, like Shama Melch says, Rechavimitzvisecha Ma'oi. There's an end to everything, not the Tyra. Endless, endless, endless. So he says, therefore, even though we got to learn the Sod, and it enhances the experience, and it lifts up the mitzvah to a place that it couldn't have gone otherwise. That's Pashit, and that's true. But the Iker, the Iker, the foundation of it, that is why we do the mitzvahs. Even if we have big kavanas. But still, our big kavanas isn't the isn't the true isn't the true true kavana, and so why are we doing the mitzvahs? Essentially, what's at the root of it? Sha'amar, because there's a God, and God told me what to do. The Nasaret Sinai, and I'm doing His will with Amuna. And so, b'chol mitzvah secha at the bottom, b'cha bakuk like we said, be'amid and alachas tzadik be'amunasa yichia. That's the bit, that's the bedrock. Now again, that doesn't either mean to suffice with this and say, okay, so I'll just go through, you know, Yiddishkeit and just do, we got to learn the Taimeyim. We got to learn about the mitzvahs. We got to learn the depth. Pshat, Remez, Drush, and Soed. We got to, we got to delve into the mitzvahs. Because that enhances and that magnifies the level of Ava in Europe. But a Jew essentially has within Anachim Aminim and Aminim. We have a Shorish of Amuna within us. And when it comes down to it and you strip away all the layers, that's faith. That's faith. That's what sits at the bedrock of our Yiddishkeit. Because our Kaddish Baruch who spoke and existence came into being. Kaddish Baruch who said that things should be like this and things shouldn't be like this. And we're And we're charged with doing that in the three general categories of human experience, thought, speech, action, with Yira and Ava, with joy. With the simple faith that God needs me to do this. If He didn't need me to do it, I wouldn't be here. Needs me. What does that mean, needs me? Hagadish Baruch who needs me to do this. He has pleasure for me doing this. And this is doing something in the world that wouldn't be done if I wasn't stepping up to the plate and putting on tefillin on my particular arm at this particular time in this particular shul, all of which will never be in existence ever again and never were in existence before. That's the simple base bedrock foundation of why it is that we're doing what we do. Sha'amar v'nasarit sa'inai. HaGadosh Baruch who spoke and we're doing His will. To try to go ahead and to rectify things in the whole shir kaima, the whole structure of existence to the kashir as nafshenu. And to connect ourselves and bind ourselves. Shayrish ratzen ein sof to the essence of the will of God. Who anel amatar v'mitzvus, which is Hakadosh Baruch Hu, Sof Baruch Hu, anel amatar v'mitzvus, which is hidden within the Torah and the mitzvus. Who built the year of avamitzus v'chalaniskar, afilu michaven adam kavanas kol hayoyim b'shamayim. 
He says, without that essential faith, a person can do an action and have all the kavanas on an intellectual level, doesn't go. So very nice. You can have all the kavanas, but if you don't have the raza de emuna, if you don't have that and the simplicity of the simple faith of knowing that whatever I think I understand about this mitzvah, there's two billion miles, there's infinite miles beyond the point that I'm standing by, even if I am a big expert in all the sodos, beyond. And that it comes down to faith, that always returns back to faith. If you don't have that, your mind is in the sky. But your mitzvahs are staying down here, Because the main thing is not the intellectualization of how you understand the sudya of the halacha, or even how you understand the sode, you know, the, the, all the, the Kabbalistic secrets of why this is so incredible and important. But the main thing is the emunah, the main thing is the yira. How is this Torah going to go up? Love and fear, like we said, are two wings. That carry our Torah and our mitzvahs above. Like eagles that soar in the sky. Every bird. They could be very, very beautiful birds. If they don't have wings, they're not going to fly. They'll be birds. They won't fit any other category of creation. They'll still be birds but they won't be able to fly. It's like, a, in a way, it's a bracha levatala. Now, of course, Chazal say, and all of us have that, like the Baatani says, we have that within us, even if we're not feeling it. We got to channel it. We got to open ourselves up to it. But this is an important reminder, even to Hever that are engaged in learning Pneumius, right? We have to remind ourselves that in as much as we think we understand, at the time of the mitzvah, we got, we got to go back we got to go back to the Raza Demun. we got to go back to realizing, okay, but fine, I understand why I'm doing this in the sense of what this is doing for the world and what Shabbos is and the Friday night Sudas Chakatapuchin and the morning is the Inin of Atek and then we understand what Shal Shudas is there, Anpin and, and the Shalish Avos and, and, and with all the different Sudas of what's going on and Mincha and Rav Ravin and, and Malav whatever it is. That's why I'm doing it, right? Because we can give reasons for what it's accomplishing, but it's not why I'm doing it. That's not why I'm doing it. I can tell you why I'm doing it. You understand? I can tell you why I'm doing it because I, I can give reasons, but that's not why I'm doing it. The why beyond that why? Okay, so why are there sodos? Why is, why is this making sense? Oh, because there's a God in the world and he told me to do something and, and I'm doing it. And even if I didn't understand one soda in the world, I would do it with the same Ava and Yira because what I care about is doing what he tells me because I love him and, on him and I am in a relationship with him. And I would hope that sometimes when I have a desire and I don't even know exactly how to explain it to him and his spoke to this, but I just say, Rabbi Shalom, I just, I feel like this is the right thing. I would hope that he would also, out of his great love for me, say, I don't need to understand it, but let's, let's walk this path together because it's a relationship. It's not a technical, in, intellectualized experience. So he says, how are regular people, I'm getting to this level? Just to focus on HaKadosh Baruch Hu, no deep things, no deep sodos, to think about Hashem, simple as it is, to think about His greatness, to think about His infinity, to think about His incredible, incredible power that enables the whole entire world to function and to run, which is pili ploy. That no human being in a thousand billion years could run one tiny facet of this thing we call life. We spoke about if it was given over to us even for 10 seconds to run the functionality of our body. 
that runs without us even thinking about it, we would die. We would fail immediately. There are things that are happening in our bodies right now that we don't even think about that we could not do if it were given, if, if it were given over in our shows and we don't even think about it. It's a pellet. And that's just our body. Now think about the world at large, all the systems, condensation and the rain and the photosynthesis of, of the sun on plants and uh, every single aspect of every single level of creation just to be misponing on the godless of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And the challenges that we take for granted, of course. And taking for granted means to say that even something that we would say, okay, a yeah, big deal, nature. Okay, so tell me what would blow your mind. And I'll give it to you tomorrow. You know what you'd say in a week? Eh, give me something else, right? <laughs> that's, how, that's how people work. And so it's a matter of gratitude. It's a matter of stopping, saying, wow, things have been this way my whole life, but they don't have to be. They really don't have to be. The world could be very, very different. This could be hell. In a minute, it could be hell. And the fact that things run, life goes on, needs to blow our minds. So in doing all of this kind of thinking, and it needs Yeshiva Das. This is what Espodotus is for. You walk through the forest a little bit and it's quiet and you're removed from this worldliness. Every person in accordance with his madrega. Of course, if you know the deeper element, so then you can, you can proceed and really understand the godless of a Kodesh Baruch But on a simple, simple level. Like the Rambam, the Pashtun said, How does a person get the Ava and Yira on a basic level? Be misbonen in creation. And think about all the good that you have in your life on a very simple, simple level. Every breath that we take, I'll call Nashima, Nashima, Talaka. HaKadosh Baruch is so good to me. Even when things are misubach, even when things are, 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 are confusing and, and things are difficult and there are challenges, can I zoom out in that moment for a minute? And it doesn't negate the frustration that I may feel. Can I zoom out and, and, and really reattach myself to the big picture? Like, okay, Baruch Hashem, you know, like somebody asked me this morning, how are you? I was like, it's a loaded question. How, how am I? I mean, you know, you have like 24 hours, you know, like how is a person? How are we? We're a thousand things. But I, but I was, and I was thinking about this because I've been having a little bit of a difficult couple of days or whatever, something going on. And I'm thinking to myself, and this is what I responded to him. I said, I am doing better than almost any human who lived throughout history. And it's not just me, it's all of us. We are doing better than almost any generation that ever walked the face of this earth. So once you start with that foundation, and then I said, yeah, and I have my own Mishigasin and little things, whatever, need uh, this and that. But like to plug into the holistic thing, we are doing great. We have food on the table. We have a shelter over our head. Like the basic things, we're doing great. We're mamish doing great on every level. Okay, it's not perfect. We'll never be perfect. Got things to work on. Got a shtablis to do. We're doing, we're doing phenomenally. And so the Ramam says, focus on that. Yira, and that will cause a plan. And a person will see a Kurdish Baruch Hu's wisdom. Then you want to get to know this individual. Individual. This, yeah, individual. Hashem Echad. Right? This, this incredibly unique and, and, and infinite force that brought all of this into being for you and me. Because he wants to speak with us. 
That itself will engender this level of love. To yearn. When a person thinks about this, he'll tremble and he'll step back and he'll fall back in disbelief. He'll have awe. That we're tiny in the scheme of things. Perspective is so important. Who do we think we are? Who do we think we are? It's, it's a pella. It's a pella. Not in a negative way, who do you think you are? In a positive way. Look how amazing HaKadosh Baruch Hu is. That He created this whole world and He's holding us. And He's, and he's giving us so much blessing and so much strength. And that we get to have a relationship with Him. Right when a person looks in the sky and he sees the works of your hand, that immediately causes my enish. What is man in the grand scheme of creation? And this is back to the Ramayim Chaim. And afterwards of his mind, if our hearts are so closed, and if our wonder has been so stolen, and if the princess is so lost deep in the recess of, uh, recesses of our being and we've lost the ability to feel gratitude or either it's because our neshama is not rooted in a very high place that the soul itself doesn't feel because again it's, it's trapped within a physical body if this doesn't help a person simple there's one thing to do Connected tzaddikim. If this doesn't do it for you, and you can't walk through a park and look at a tree and say, I love you. Like, I just love what you did with the place. I say that to Hashem all the time. I walk down the street and I look at things. I'm like, well done. You did a phenomenal job with this flower. It's beautiful. I love it. I love it. You're great. I love what you did with this place. I'd say it like I go to the forest and I look around and I'm like, this is awesome. Like this is awesome. I couldn't have done it better myself. <laughs> so if that doesn't do it for you, connect to Sadiq. And I would say the only reason that I can do any ounce of this is because I I, I think I'm trying to connect to Sadiq. That's it. There's, there's only one way that it helps a person be able to see life in this way is to connect to Sadiq. The only way. Those, those sadikim that their tefillah and their terror goes up. That they live in a different realm. That they're able to help you touch that and help you enter that. Through their yura, through their ava. That's going to elevate your tefillah and your terror. When you come into contact with people that can remind you of what, what life can be. Like we said, Simple emuna, ava, yura, out deep kavanas. That's why we do things. So we're in a relationship. Without this, a person can spend all of his time having all of this deep kabbalistic. He can have degrees on his wall, you know, degree in, in, in kabbalah. But if his heart is not there and the emuna is not there, for his heart to be a little bit broken and to say, Shalom, I don't know anything, but I'm just putting on tefillin this morning because I love you and you told me to do it and I don't really understand you all the time, but I'm committed to the relationship. At least, at the time of tefillah, 
a person should really get to the level where the world is nothing to me. Now, here we come to the point. I told you it was a long piece. We are not going to have time to finish this with the five minutes that we have left, but at least a little bit to get into the Nakuda. We might go two minutes over time. We started late. That's the truth. I really have five more minutes. But not so the Indian. So he says, let's go back to the beginning. Ki achachamim shabi Yisrael mevinim. The chachamim understand. Ki einam yoidim efes katseu mitame atar They know. And they know because they know. Tachlis idea asher loineida. Like we spoke about in the beginning, I think it was Sicha Gimel. That it's dafka, those sadikim that know, that get to phenomenal levels of understanding. They know that they don't understand. Efes katseu mitame atar The ikras yasan hulishman lekaim mitzvahs bayram. They have proceeded. Not that they sunk below all the sides. So they're just in an amaratzish, a place where they don't know anything. And they just say, okay, I'm just doing it. No, no, no. They know well. They know well why. And they ascended through that to the ultimate level of saying, whoa. With all of what we know, we come to understand how little it is that we know. And they they're mashlech all of it, and they enter back into this incredible emuna, this incredible pashtas. Rabbi Nachman said, ha'ein my not knowing is bigger than 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 my knowing, because Rabbi Nachman used to enter himself into a place where he used to say, "Now I'm a prostic." He would say, "Now I'm just a simpleton. I'm a simple person. Why did you come to your tire for me? I don't know anything, any idea. Klum. What does that mean? He didn't know anything. Really, he was a, he was a, he was a prostic. Rabbi Nachman, at the age of thirty. You know, really, it means tachlis." That's the biggest wisdom, is to not be wise. That doesn't mean to be an idiot. It means to get to a level in the wisdom with the humility to say, wow, I now realize how much more there is to know. Rabbi Nachman used to tell us, Hasidim, learn Kavanas Arizal on the Tefillah. Learn the Saydas. But when it comes time to actually Davin, don't be Mechavin. You should know. But when it comes time to Davin, Ketinak Ben Yoimai. Meshavura also brings that from a big mikubal called the Rashmi Kitan. Was also he says he, he, he knew all the sodas and he says milanu gadol mi Rashmi Kitan. So he knew all the sodas. When it came to daven, he threw it all away and he daven with pashtas because that's the biggest sod. That's the biggest sod. Is the sod of emunah, the raza de emunah. Even those mitzvahs that the mind tells us it's logical to do. That's not why they do that. That's not why they do them. They could have it in mind. It's not why they do it. Because they know that this reason that's revealed to everybody, like the Chinuch says, we're just learning in Sefer HaChinuch, you know, not to steal. He says, right? It's just not good for a society where everybody's just taking things from everybody else. So the Seichos Machayv Shiyakein, who in a tipa, that's not the real reason. The hidden reasons that have, that Hashem has. Again, they're going with simplicity. Because they realize, hey, if it was so simple that a person shouldn't take that which doesn't belong to him, there would have been no need for a mitzvah. There would have been no need for a mitzvah. Because the seichel is mechuyiv that a person shouldn't do that. And a person would have it within, deeply within the psyche. You don't take something that's not yours. Why is it a mitzvah? Anything that's a mitzvah, it's got to be a mitzvah for a reason. So that means that it's far deeper than the simple understanding that we can grasp. That more than heaven is 
distant from the earth. Kain gavu darchim darchoi. Let's just say darchoi or yeah darchoi midarchechem or jirachai rather. It's a pasuk. Jirachai midarchechem. So much more is my path, says Hashem. Than your ways. Like we said, it's infinite. And a person who's careful to be in the mitzvahs because Hashem commanded us to, the schar is much more than if you, if you were to understand why. And he says, and he goes on. Same thing with Averis. Chazal say, what about blood that nobody's going to eat? It's just something that's nauseating to us, unless we're a vampire in the rare case. But I think that that blood is not something that, 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 that's useful to us. And we're anyway staying away from dam. Say chazal, if on that you get schar, imagine how much schar you're going to get for those things that you don't understand. So chazal themselves tell us that there's more schar in not understanding than in understanding. Right? That's not why we do things and his thoughts exceed ours. Therefore, they don't do these activities or actions this is why. That have no, not rationalist, not Kabbalistic, even though Kabbalistic a little bit we do understand, but essentially the Paraduma don't have any Havana in. Still, like we said earlier, they do it, no less excitement than they would not stealing, which they can't understand. And he says even higher. On the contrary, they're more excited to do those things that they can't understand than things that they can't understand because they're aware that it's so exalted that we don't even understand anything of it. So they're more eager to do mitzvahs like that. How beautiful is it to serve a Baruch Hu? To serve a Baruch Hu in this way, to learn what we can learn, and to try to understand to the extent possible, but then to really serve a Baruch Hu with this, with this uh, conglomeration of traits, dveikus connection. Ava, love, anava, humility, busha, shame, year of a fachad, and awe of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. To stand in that moment and say, Rabbanu Shalalam, whatever I can understand is a tip of an ayam. And he says, We'll go for a few more minutes. Those that are wicked, wicked, those people that are distant, and they don't understand the They think that the Torah was given just for logic. And they think that the Torah was given to us for us. But Kabbalah comes to teach us that the Torah was given to us for Hashem Kiviachal. is a lower level of understanding. But the truth is, is that Hashem wants Tainuk from us and that there's a relationship. It's so much deeper than simply this that God created the world because He really likes to give and He wants to give it. It's all true. That's the Ramchal on one level. It's true. 
But Kabbalah comes to tell us, no, 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 no. He gave over creation into our hands because he needs something of us. To give him tainug, to transform this world into a, into a dwelling place for godliness, to reveal the Shekhinah becomes something else. But they don't understand this. So then, whatever they can understand, they do. But they don't do things because they're doing it for Akadosh Baruch So those things that they can't understand, whether it be the Dikduke Halacha, like we spoke about, which like, okay, what does it really need to be Dikduke Halacha? Just so I'll keep the general mitzvah. Or in the Chukya Atayra, Klayim, etc. Much like Adas Kairach, who said, yeah, just have the whole talus cheles, right? Because anyway, that's, right, like we learned from Rav Nassim. And they just cast it off themselves. If their minds can understand it, they say, there's no reason. If we can't understand it, then there's no use. And their kofar, now for this paragraph, and what this will finish, the last couple of minutes we have left, this is why I brought this piece, okay? It was a very important piece, super foundational, but here he says, Mamash, what Ibn Achman is saying. And with this will finish. And if anybody needs to go, don't feel bad at all. It's already 9.03 over here. But we'll try the last couple of minutes to finish this piece. He says this is a big musr for those that have a nature where they're speaking against tzaddikim. Like the Pasuk says, with incredible haughtiness and arrogance. When they look at the tzaddikim, true tzaddikim, tzaddikim, that it appears to them that, the, that what they're doing doesn't align with the person's vision of what is right or wrong. So then they start to laugh, and they speak in, 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 in derogatory language, and they sit in the great conglomeration of Leitzanim and they make fun of this one or this one because he did something that seemed to be unfathomable and wrong. So he says, sometimes even good Yidin, they have this and he says, no. Didn't fit with my understanding of how things should be. That the tzaddik took one footstep in a way that wasn't good. Or derech tzaddik. He starts to speak in a way that shouldn't be spoken against these tzaddik. And he does not focus his heart to say, Maybe he knows exactly what he's doing. And maybe his understanding exceeds mine of what's right or wrong. And maybe his understanding and his awareness is greater than my own self-righteous sort of, you know, Puritan idea of what is good and what is, and what is not good. And with this seichel, the tzaddik looked at this and he says, you know something? This is the right thing to do. And it wasn't in the way that this person's mind can grasp. That's why Chazal says in Sanhedrin, This is Mamashur Ibn Achman said. That anybody who thinks after his Rebbe, again, assuming that this person is a real tzaddik, we're not talking about a real tzaddik. A person is a maven. 
כאילו מהר אחרי השכינה ולכאורה איך דימו חז"ל בוסר ודם על אלוקינו ברוך הוא. How could you have such a thing? What a חז"ל. A person who finds something פגם in his רבי, it's like he's thinking against Hashem. It's like how do you, how does that work? So he explains. And he says over here, but the truth is it's one, and this is what Ibn Ahmed is telling us about Omeg. When a person goes into this kind of lifestyle where he feels as if he's the only maven and only he understands, and there's nobody else who understands things beside him. And that which he cannot understand, that certainly nobody else can understand that either. That will lead to him questioning HaKadosh Baruch Hu as well. If something happens in the world that he feels doesn't fit with his understanding of the way things should be. He won't say, you know something? God knows what he's doing. And a Kaddish Baruch whose wisdom exceeds mine. He's going to start to think, must be a Kaddish Baruch who is, is, is not fair. Not just. This is the way of those that are leitzim, of those that are just mocking everything in the world, that don't take things seriously. And when, whose neshamas are crying out, because the neshamas are very pure. Anytime you see a rasha, you have to see a person in pain. I don't see rasham, wicked, evil people. I don't know any rasham. I know a lot of people. I don't know any wicked people. I know people who don't act properly, but it's not because they don't want to, but omek. It's because whatever they've been through, they've gone through, and, and life circumstances. So we have to sort of change our terminology when we say rasha. So what's a rasha, you know? Ever met a rasha, a wicked person? So these rasham, betchila marbin divrei havoi, First, they stand, sit, sit around in back of shul schmoozing. Then they start to speak about tzaddikim negatively. Right? They start to speak against tzaddikim. Then they'll start to question prophets. And to find folly in their words. Right? They were making fun of, of, of his words. And they're going to start making fun of God also. That's how it starts. It's not a, and this is a very important point, but this will end. It's not a question of what segment of creation you're speaking against. Because it's a question of, well, why are you speaking in such a way? Why am I speaking in such a way? If I have within me this kind of approach to existence, then it's the same thing that manifests across the board. And first I started taking this less seriously, and then that less seriously, and then that less seriously, until nothing matters anymore, right? And it all comes from the same place inside. They spoke against Hashem. Right? 
right? This is amazing that this is what Mamash or Ibn Achman is saying. This is what the Pasik means. What caused Shatu Bashamayim PM? It's the same Pasik Ibn Achman has a little bit of a different interpretation, but the simple understanding is Shatu Bashamayim PM. You know what caused that they should speak against God? Because first, Lushanim Talak Ba'arit. Because first they started speaking about people. And first you don't you start seeing that there are things that go on in the world that are meaningless and that make no sense to you, and, and that you can't understand that there might be people that understand things a little bit differently. So then Mamela, you're eventually speaking against God as well. Okay, so we'll stop over here. But this is Mama Shur ibn Ahmad is saying over here to be very wary of all of the root of all things. What's the root of things? What's the root of things? We're angry, like we said for a cook, we're angry at somebody else. Is it really that I'm angry at that person or it's because I'm angry at myself? And it's because of Chataim, and it's because I'm not Shalim within myself, and that's calling, causing me to get angry at somebody else, right? Or in this element that we spoke about, a person has excuses because this was done to him, that was done to him. Is that really the problem? Is that really the problem? Or could it be maybe that it's really just a, a cover? It's really just a disguise for a much more existential problem that a person has with God, who ultimately is tasked with doing all things and ultimately even controls the Bechir of other people, etc., certainly from our perspective. Megalgalin, but HaKadosh Baruch is the Megalgal of the Chiv. The beautiful part about all this, and with this Mamash end, is that when we discover the root of things, that's the only way that we have any hope, like we said, of rectifying those things. And so sometimes it's brutal, and sometimes it takes honesty. But honesty enables a person to really unveil the essence of an issue, so that then we can treat the issue properly instead of continuously putting band-aids here and band-aids there and band-aids there. But that was never the problem. That was never the problem. So if people are working on cast, working on cast, but cast wasn't their problem. It wasn't their issue. Cast wasn't their problem. And Muna was their problem, right? Or broad-mindedness was their problem. Or, uh, something else. And the Mela, when that gets fixed, we become elevated people. We don't have to think about each specific Mida because we're, 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 we're Hechra mentioned. means... You're a higher person. And that's what the Torah is trying to help us to do. It's to try to help us develop this kind of, just I'll, I'll read the, you know, the, this, this line again because it's so powerful. All of these things, Ava, Dveikus, Anava, Busha, Yira, Pachar. That's a Yid. All these things together. Ava, right here, this, this line. Ava, Dveikus, Anava, Busha, Yira, Pachar. This is, this is the kind of Yid that and the kind of human being that a Kodesh Baruch who wants to help us become so that we can then shine the way for the whole world to access that and Be'ez uh, HaShem live the best life the Chaim Tovim that Rabbi Nachman told us about okay so Be'ez HaShem we should be Zaycha we should be Zaycha but this is a very important piece of Be'erman Chaim and it's mamish like so foundational so I just felt we should learn the whole thing together and thank you so so much for joining all of you stayed thank you so much I will not keep you any longer so thank you so so much Be'ez HaShem we'll see you Thursday night uh, for the parashish here. B'siyat Rishmaya. Okay, Chavra, thank you so much. Levi, so good to see you. Mamish, thank you so, so much. Shimon, Yal, Tuvia, Mamish, everybody. Debbie, everybody, thank you so, so much for joining. Wishing everyone the most phenomenal rest of the week. And we'll be in touch, Be'ez Hashem.